Hey there, this is Brian Grin, author, health coach, and podcast host, and you're listening to the Road to Rediscovery podcast with Aubrey Johnson. Enjoy another great episode and have a great day. Our lives are laid out on a road of bumps, turns, struggles, and more. How do we respond? How do we endure adversity for learning and growth? I'm Aubrey Johnson, and we'll explore these questions and more on the Roads Rediscovery. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Roads Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on life lessons to learn and grow from them, and of course, pay it forward and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. A quick reminder that you can hear this show anywhere you get your podcasts. If you happen to listen on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to rate us and leave us a review. Otherwise, feel free to give us some feedback at Road to Rediscovery Podcast at gmail.com. That's road to rediscovery podcast at gmail.com. We'll give you a shout out in a future episode. Let me tell you, when it comes to life, right? One thing we can all count on is running into adversity. Well, with my special guest, adversity seems to have a passenger seat throughout his journey. He's a trauma surgeon, a best-selling author, radio show co-host, and a motivational speaker. From being put up for adoption at birth to battling a reading disorder that went undiagnosed until he was 55 years old. From suffering a twisted intestine and skull fracture to dealing with his adopted mother's alcoholism, he is proof positive that adversity and struggles can reveal miracles as he's captured and chronicled in his book, Saved. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Dr. Craig Thayer to the show. Dr. Thayer, welcome. It's so great to have you here. It's an absolute honor, Aubrey. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. We're pleased to have you here. So, doctor, I have to ask, um, you know, when we're young, early on, you know, we don't we don't know what we don't know, right? We're children. We're right. we're an infant. We're a toddler. You know, we don't know we're being put up for adoption. Um, can can you kind of maybe from as early as you can remember, um, just kind of unpack a little bit um, being told or having it revealed to you that you were adopted, and and then what kind of transpired after that when it came to any interest or attempt to um, track your biological parents. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my parents were really smart. They told me when I was probably five, six years old, along mm-hmm. with my sister, mm-hmm. who was also adopted, and um, basically said that, you know, we want you to know, doesn't mean we care about you any less, mm-hmm. and uh, you're, you're our kids, we're raising you. So, and, and we have no qualms if you want to find your natural family. Right. So... And as a guy growing up, I mean, one of the mandates of the adoption was that I be raised Catholic. Okay. And because my natural mother was Catholic and she was six months starting to show in the 60s and mm-hmm. would have been um, ostracized at church. Yeah. So she moved to California and had me, had me for 10 days, mm-hmm. held me that long, had me baptized, mm-hmm. and then gave me up for adoption. Back then, they, they um, didn't have foster homes, so it was an orphanage. I see. And nine months later, I was adopted by my great parents. 
and I always had a loyalty to them. And, and, um, you know, my mom, my friend, you're in college and my dad died between my junior and senior year. So I, 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 I was curious. My wife, Steph, um, was much more curious. She wondered where I got my eyes from because they're Asian like. And I think mm-hmm. when I was in high school, even the Asian club invited me to be in the club. So, um, <laughs> and I've done like, I, I kind of declined doing heritage uh, genetic testing, but my kids did. And it turns out one of my, my 15 year old son is like three point something percent Eastern uh, Asian, which is like uh, Israel, um, you know, old country. Yes. And so I'm like, okay, I got to figure out where that came from. So. I was always told because my grandfather did the adoption and I had their names, birth dates, mm-hmm. and some medical history mm-hmm. um, that I was Irish, English, French. And um, so when I found my natural family, it turns out I'm not French, that I'm Belgian. The last Belgian. name was Vian. Okay. And it's a very, very Belgian name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but when I did the genetic testing, I'm like 16% Iberian. So that's Spain and Portugal. As in the peninsula? Yeah, like, yeah, that whole yeah. Iberian Peninsula. And then wow. 16% Baltic, which is yeah. like Latvia and, mm-hmm. you know, northern Russia, because mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. taken it over. And then uh, and then 60% UK. And then the 6%, 6.2% Western Asian. So that's where my son got it from. Amazing. But yeah, Amazing. so... And then the, the amazing story, which is another miracle, is just finding my natural family. So mm-hmm. my wife really wanted to find. She looked once, couldn't find anything. And then, I don't know, about five years later, she asked again. And she found an obituary of my mother that had a picture and it actually had her maiden name, which is rare. But mm-hmm. that's how we found. And we started, and they were in Michigan. So yeah. she started looking at property uh, tax and info. Yeah. And found both my natural dad and my natural mom's family, contacted mm-hmm. a sister of mine mm-hmm. that would have been younger than me. And mm-hmm. she sent me pictures and stuff. And it was, you know, it was really, it was great just connecting. And then, and then uh, it turns out on that mom's side, I had, would have had a younger brother and another younger sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like, I can't reach out to the my younger bro, man. He's like, he's the man of the house, right? So it's like, I can't. And about a couple of years down the road, he reached out to me and we've, I've since been out for several reunions and weddings and family things. So, uh, and then on my father's side, um, he more amazing story. The connection was through Facebook. So he'd remarried a couple of times, had four daughters, no sons. Uh, okay. He, he, um, my wife found his stepdaughter on Facebook. We got phone numbers. My wife called. And then it's like, I started to speak. I said, hey, what do you say to someone that may not know that he's got another kid from some other, other right. wife or, 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 or lady? Yeah. And uh, they were engaged. They never got married. Um, so uh, I had this one picture that showed him and uh her at a wedding it was a different family and all the names were on the back and the stepdaughter was just about ready to get hang up i think this is just all fraud and and i said ask him if 
if he knows this family. And he goes, oh, yeah, I was in their wedding. So I now I knew it was him. That was his voice. But uh, and nice. his story was he gave her money to take care of it, and she ran off, and he never saw her again, never knew what happened. Mm. And so he was just amazed that he actually has a son. Thanks for listening. To hear the full conversation, please subscribe to our premium channel by visiting roadsrediscovery.com.